Here's Steph Curry with the shot. Ben cooking with the sauce. Chef Curry with the pot, boy. Live from the 301. Live from the pot. I want to welcome my audience to episode number 102 of Curry in the Pot. Yes, 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 I'm back again. I'm back with another episode. This is the 102nd episode of Curry in the Pot. I'm your host. I'm your guy, Mike Curry. And I'm back with another episode, man. I got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Uh, Last week uh, was episode 101. I did NFL Week 6 predictions and picks. And a recap Week 5. Uh, so if you missed that, make sure you go check it out, catch up, and see how I'm doing on my picks. Uh, but like I said, I got a ton to talk about, and I'm actually going to get into NFL probably on the second half of this episode because there's so much to talk about, man. Uh, you know, we got MLB to talk about. We got um, we got NBA starting on Tuesday. Uh, so I have a special mailbag for that, and I'm going to you know dive into the NBA, talk a little bit about it. And then I'm going to hop into, you know, week six recap and week seven prediction. So bear with me. And uh, yeah, let's hop right into it. So uh, the first thing I wanted to start with is the MLB. Um, The Nationals have just clinched the World Series berth the other night, defeating the St. Louis Cardinals in a sweep. Um, They swept them and the Nats are going to the World Series, man. I never thought I would see it. And it's crazy, man. Uh. For them to get that monkey off their back and, you know, actually have success in the playoffs is something I didn't think we would see. Like, for me, I support the home teams, but I'm not a huge fan of them. But, I mean, obviously you guys know I know sports, but I'm not uh, a huge fan. So, when I see a DC team do well, it's like, oh, wow. Like, I kind of knew they had it in them, but... Part of me is like a DC sports curse. Like I just like I just always think of that. But I mean, we got a lot of good stuff going right now in the nation's capital. You know, obviously the Mystics won uh, the WNBA championship last week. They ran it back after losing to the Storm uh, in 2018. They ran it back, won it in 2019. Emma Meeserman was the Finals MVP. Uh, I just loved it. I loved what I saw from the Mystics. You know, from Elena Deladon battling. You know. Through her injury, the three herniated disc, herniated disc, um, Natasha Cloud, um, she had a guarantee that the Mystics were going to win game five. Uh, Christy Tolliver, the vet, um, just shout out to the Mystics, man. Shout out to the whole team. Shout out to the home team. Uh, you know, they did their thing. I talked a little bit about it last week, but, you know, I'm congratulating them again. Um, but back to baseball, back to the Nats, man. Uh, This team, like I said, I've been following baseball a lot closely, you know, ever since I took that hiatus. And I've just been, you know, watching it a lot, man, watching the pitchers. The Nationals had some masterful pitching lately. I'm going to talk about that soon. But the Nats clinched the World Series berth. I would love to go, but the cheapest ticket to Game 3 and Game 4 is like $900. And that's for standing room only. And it's going to be cold, too. But, I mean, I guess, you know, what a time to be alive. You know, I'm sure a lot of people are going to be there. It's going to be packed out, man, as it should be, man, because the Nats made history, and they're going to the World Series. Um, but on the American League side, uh, we still have a series going between the Houston Astros and the New York Yankees, my New York Yankees. Uh, the Astros are up 2-1 to one right now in the series. Game 3, I mean, Game 4, I'm sorry, is tonight, uh, Thursday night. I'm referring to probably will release this episode tomorrow morning, tomorrow afternoon, something like that. But uh, it will be dropped. And 
Uh, back to the Nats real quick because they're still waiting for their opponent, the two teams I just mentioned. Uh, this team has just been together, man. They've really rallied around each other. Um, I think another big part of that is probably an underrated part is uh, when they acquire Gerardo Parra. Now, a lot of people don't even know who Gerardo Parra is. If you do, you only know him for the Baby Shark song. And... It's crazy. People that don't even watch baseball know all about the baby shark and all of this stuff. And Gerardo Parra, he's like a role player. He doesn't even, he's not even an everyday starter. He might get a, a, an at bat or two a game if that, if he's not starting. But, you know, this baby shark thing has rallied around. It's just got all the fans into it. When you can get all the fans into unison, into uniform like that, that's just crazy. I think that's an underrated part of their success, man. And remember, the, through the first 50 games of baseball, the Nats were 19-31. and 31. They really turned this thing around. And to go to the World Series is just amazing. I mean, obviously, you know, I want them to win. Well, unless they're playing the Yankees, I don't want them to win. But for them to make it to the World Series is already a huge accomplishment. Uh, so I want to move on. And uh, I want to hop into this mailbag. We know the NBA is starting up very, very soon. And it's starting up on Tuesday, October 22nd. And I'm excited, man. I've been talking about it. This is the moment I've been waiting for. You know, I feel like this NBA season is going to be the most exciting season this that we've had in a long time, a really long time. Um, you know, all the acquisitions, all the old faces, new places. All these people teaming up and, you know, Zion coming in as a rookie, you know, it's just going to be crazy, man. It's going to be a, a really, really fun season. Like I said, all these people trading teams, trading places, all these acquisitions, all these draft selections. It's a lot. But I'm going to hop into this mailbag and I got not a lot of questions, but I got sent quite a few. And I just wanted to hone in on that and talk a little NBA after I do the mailbag. So let's get right into it. Um, this was from my brother, B. Jones. What team do you think can make a surprise run like the Denver Nuggets last year? Um, I guess, let's see. I mean, B. Jones, what he's referring to in his question. The Nuggets had the best record in the, in the Western Conference last year. Had the best record... Um, won a playoff series against the Spurs and were a game away from making the conference finals. They went to seven games with the Trailblazers last year. Um, what team do I think can make a surprise run like the Nuggets? I'm going to be real. I don't think, I don't think anybody, because like when you say surprise, I don't think anybody's going to be surprised that the Lakers make a run or the Clippers make a run. Um, I will honestly just say the Nuggets again to make another surprise run. I think they could. I think they can make a conference finals depending on how things um, shake up. Uh, the Jazz did make some improvements. They got Bogdanovich. They also got Mike Conley. I think that could be a sleeper team. Um, I also do feel like the Rockets have been overlooked, but I honestly don't even know. In the East, the East is weak, obviously. Uh, you got the Sixers who are good. The Celtics are going to be uh, still relevant. They got Kimball Walker. Um... Raptors aren't going to be good. The Bucks should still be good. Um, I don't know. A surprise run? I don't know. Maybe the Jazz could make some noise. Maybe the Trailblazers. I don't know. It depends on how these standings shake up. 
Next question. Do you think the Celtics should try to trade Jalen Brown? Yeah, I think so. The Celtics did offer him an extension. And I thought it was I thought it was fair. I thought that a four-year extension, 20 mil a year, was was pretty fair. Um, you look at Jalen Brown, he's entering his fourth year in the league. Uh, as, as a rookie, he averaged six points, but he was pretty solid. Um, that first time around in the playoffs when they went up against the Cavs. Uh, second year, averaged 14 points per game. Shot 46% from the field. Uh, last year, 13 points per game. Also shot 46% from the field. I thought that extension was pretty generous. I believe he is betting on himself. Obviously, you have to factor in. The Celtics had a lot of, uh, you know, chefs and cooks in the kitchen. Um, I've been talking about this for quite a while. You know, me and my colleagues have been talking about this for a while. You know, Xavier Wary, Jalen Hunter. I've talked about this, you know, a multitude of times. Even Tykira Carter. But it's like he's betting on himself. But I feel like his his production thus far, you know, warrants that extension. I think it's pretty good, pretty healthy extension. Um but, I mean, you got to factor in, you know, he's been playing alongside so many guys. Kyrie Irving, who's no longer there. Uh, Al Horford, who's also no longer there. Terry Rozier's no longer there. Um, Gordon Hayward, Jason Tatum. It was so many guys. And, you know, some of the guys are still named. I just named are still there. But I feel like that was a, I feel like that was a good extension. And, it, and it, that is the case that he did turn that down. Um, you know, good luck trying to get a deal done, man. <laughs> Straight up. Um, next question we have what is the team most exciting to watch outside of your favorite um well I think this year the most exciting team to watch is going to be the Pelicans um you drive Zion Williamson you acquire Lonzo Ball Brandon Ingram um Josh Hart um draft guys like Jackson Hayes Nikhil Alexander Walker um sign JJ Reddick Sign Derek Favors. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting. Oh, Drew Holiday is still there. Um, it's just so many guys. I think it's just going to be fun. Uh, seeing Alonzo and Zion feed off each other. I think that's going to be pretty fun. Uh, the Rockets also should be fun too. Um, but I'm going to say the Pelicans. Uh, next question. Player with the most to prove this year. Hmm. I think there's, I think there's quite a few players um, with the most approved. So I can't really pinpoint one, but I will, I will name a few. LeBron James, obviously, you know, LeBron James had his first major injury last year with that groin, and the Lakers did not make the playoffs. It was a disaster. We all know Magic Johnson stepped down. He basically quit. Um, Another guy with the most to prove, or with a lot to prove, is his teammate Anthony Davis, his new teammate. Um, a lot of people didn't like how he handled his trade request, which is fair. Um, and he hasn't really, he hasn't really done a lot. He hasn't really accomplished too much in the postseason, so I think he has a lot to um, prove. Um, another guy, I'm gonna say the guys. That Anthony Davis was traded for Lonzo Ball. I think he has a lot to prove. Um, Brandon Ingram. I also think my guy Bi has a lot to prove. Um, Russell Westbrook teaming up with James Harden. I think both of them have a lot to prove. 
Um, so those are just some of the guys that come off the top of my head that I think have the most to prove. Um, next question, most overhyped team. You guys are going to hate me, but I think the Clippers are getting a li- just a little too much love. I don't, I, I feel like you, you can justify it, but I just feel like there's a lot of hype, man. The GM survey came out and they, um, the GM's pick up. Most of the GMs are picking them to win the NBA Finals. I believe they're getting a little too much hype. But, I mean, you can justify it. But I, I still think it's a little too much hype. Um, Next question. Most overlooked team this year. I want to say it's the Rockets. I think the Rockets are getting overlooked. Um, Because a lot of people, it's just a negative stigma. They don't think that Russell Westbrook and James Harden could work. Now, there's an argument for that. But I just think they're... They're being overlooked. I also think the Golden State Warriors are being overlooked. Obviously, Klay Thompson is out. He's going to not be back till about February, possibly. This is what it's looking like. Um, I think they're being overlooked. And I think, you know, you're always going to have your Portland Trailblazers being overlooked. Um, your Utah Jazz being overlooked. I think those are the teams that are getting overlooked because the love is pretty much being doled out to two teams, the Clippers and the Lakers, and that's just what it is. Um, next question, MVP. Um, it's tough. I want to say LeBron. I think LeBron has a pretty good chance at it. Depends on how many games he plays. Depends on how healthy he is. Also, his teammate Anthony Davis has a case for MVP. Um, James Harden is obviously going to always be in the competition. And, um, he's always going to be in the running for it. Um, so I'm going to say him. Steph Curry, too, I think. Um, he's a possible candidate, and also Giannis, who just won MVP last year. Um, but I think I think LeBron. That's what I'm thinking. Um, finals that would be best for the league. Um, the Lakers and the Sixers, I think, would be good. Or the Clippers and the Sixers. I'm gonna say those two. Um, next question. With the West being so lopsided in talent compared to the East. Would league do better without conferences? Yeah, I think so. But um I think so, but I just don't know how or when and how soon it would get done for them to just do straight seeding. I think they probably would be best because the East is so weak. I just finished talking about it. You got the Sixers and you got the um Bucks. And then you got teams like the Pacers, too. I think the Pacers will make the playoffs. You know, getting Victor Oladipo back. Getting Malcolm Brogdon as well. Um, Yeah, the league probably would be better off with a a 16-team format versus two conferences. And I think the playoffs would be better. Um, Next question. My thoughts on the Bradley Beal extension. I think it's well-deserved for him. And he gets his money, too. The most he can make. And um, I think the Wizards really needed to do it. it. They desperately needed to get Bradley Bill signed to an extension. Because what are you selling? <laughs> if it ain't Bradley Bill, what are you you selling me Isaiah Thomas? You selling me Thomas Bryant? You selling me Rui Hachimura, who I like. Who I think is going to be a good rookie. Um, what are you selling? John Wall's going to miss the entire season. What are you selling if... Not Bradley Bill, who I thought was an absolute stud last year and should have. I think he had an argument to make all NBA third team. He had career numbers in just about every category. I believe it was like 25, 
five and five last year. So shout out to my guy, the real deal. Bill gets his money. Um, I think it's a good move on both sides. Um, next question: Is it time to go hard and trade in John Wall? I think, yeah, but who's gonna take on that contract? I feel like if somebody would take on that contract, um, well, first I think the Wizards would have to trade John Wall and give up picks. Like, <laughs> you have to trade him and give up first round picks. That's gonna be that's the best way you can sell a trade because you know the the, the buyers are gonna be looking at it like. Okay, you, you you want me to take on John Wall's contract? I need more. I need the picks too because they don't know how he's going to be when he comes back from injury. Obviously not himself. I don't think, you know, you have a major injury like that and John Wall's game is predicated on athleticism. I think it is time to go hard on trading him, but, I mean, choose wisely. You have to give up picks and John Wall and your team's not going to be that good this year, so you'll be possibly giving up You'll be giving up lottery picks just about. So, that's my stance on that. Thoughts on Paul George missing time due to injury. Um, I think the Clippers are so good in other areas. Kawhi is, still, Kawhi is there. Um, you got a team that pushed Golden State in the first round of the playoffs to six games. Uh, guys like Lou Williams, Montrez Harrell, um, Ivisa Zubox there. Um, I think the Clippers are still going to be good. Um, the chemistry is going to take some time when PG comes back. But, you know, he's a two-way guy. He's not a selfish player. Uh, it'll work. It'll work out. But, uh, yeah, he is going to miss some time. Um, next team, sleeper team to win it all. I don't really. I don't even know. Uh, I feel like the Trailblazers are a sleeper team to come out the West, them and the Nuggets. But I don't think. I, I really think the champion is going to be the Lakers and the Clippers. Uh, barring anything. Um, next question. Who who are you starting a franchise with first? Luka Dantage or Lonzo Ball? Um, you guys know how I feel about Lonzo Ball. I'm a bit Lonzo Ball fan. Uh, been, been a huge fan since UCLA. And obviously when he was on my team. Um, but I'm going to have to say Luka Dantage. I think um, his rookie year stats and his production... I believe it's sustainable. I really do. Um, he played overseas professionally. I mean, last season he averaged 21, 7 rebounds and 6 assists. I do believe all that is sustainable. Obviously, him and Lonzo Ball have two entirely different games. Um, but if I'm starting um, a franchise, I'm te- definitely going to take Luka Dantage. Next question, Dane versus Westbrook. I'm guessing the question is who would I rather have? Um... At this stage, at this point in their careers, I would say Damian Lillard. Um, This is no knock on Russell Westbrook, but Russell Westbrook's game hasn't adjusted. Well, I I would say he hasn't really worked on his shot because you need to be able to shoot the ball from the perimeter at a high level and also on a consistent basis. And Russell Westbrook just doesn't do that. Um, We saw Damian Lillard and Russell Westbrook go at it in the playoffs and... The person I'm taking is the guy who advanced the furthest in the playoffs, and that's Damian Lillard. Um, next question. Is it time to call Brandon Ingram a bus? <laughs> you know how I feel on this, but I'm going to hop right into it. Now, when I read this question, it makes me think, and it also depends on what you consider a bust. Are we talking Anthony Bennett bust? Or are we talking, I just don't know. 
if you want to consider him Anthony Bennett bust, that's impossible. Because I think Brandon Ingram is a guy who has like a a Rudy Gay type of ceiling. You know, a guy that's in the league for a while, putting up points, maybe, maybe or maybe not make the All-Star team. But if he does, he'll make it a couple of times. I think that's Brandon Ingram's ceiling. When I look at his career numbers, his career numbers are 13 points per game. But his rookie year, he only averaged nine. Um, his second year in the league, only averaged six. He averaged 16. I'm not going to say only. Shooting 47% from the field. Last year, he improved and he averaged 18 points per game. Shooting 49% shooting. You can say, yeah, he did a lot of the scoring when LeBron was out. But that's impressive to me. It really is. Um, so shout out to my guy Bi. I would say you cannot call him a bus. I don't think he's a bus um, by any measure of the word. He didn't live up to, I guess, maybe expectations, but those expectations were also maybe a little unfair. You know, when you come to the Lakers, your expectations are always going to be unfair. Um, but when I look at him, he's only 22 years old. Just turned 22 last month, as a matter of fact. Um, Obviously, we know he came into the league very skinny, very raw, too. But I think he's going to be fine. I think the change of scenery in New Orleans is going to benefit him and benefit him really well. Some room for B.I., and I think it is too early to call him a bust. And I don't think he's a bust at all. Which star will be traded? Kevin Love, Blake Griffin, anyone? I can see Kevin Love being dealt. I feel like he's been linked to the Trailblazers for quite some time. I could see that. Um... Either one surprised me. Cause you remember when Blake Griffin got traded, that 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 was surprising. And I just feel like he could possibly be on the move again. I don't really know what the Pistons direction is, honestly. So it's kind of tough for me to say. It's like a team that's trying to compete for a playoff spot, but they don't really know. So I don't know. I think Kevin Love could get traded though. He's on a bad Cleveland Cavaliers team. A uh, young team too, rebuilding team. So uh I'm gonna say Kevin Love, I could see that. Next question. Are we putting too much stock into the preseason? Um, I don't really know a lot of people who are putting a lot of stock in it. I mean, obviously, there's hype because AD and LeBron and LeBron, you know, missed all this time. Didn't even play in the playoffs last year. So I feel like it is a lot of hype about that. Um, people are probably putting stock into Zion. The Zion hype. Is it real? Is it not? Um, I don't really know about that. I don't really know. Are we putting too much stock in it? I do feel like the preseason isn't getting a little bit more hype than it usually is, but I'm just excited for the regular season, honestly. Um, Next question. What do you think Andre Iguodala land? What do you think he should? And will it swing either LA team an advantage or not change much? Um, I do feel like he will ultimately end up on the Lakers whenever he gets bought out. I think that's a perfect fit for him. They could run a nice lineup at the end of games with... The likes of LeBron, Iguodala, AD, and Kuzma, and whoever else you want to trot out there, too. Um, I think he will end up on the Lakers. I'm hopeful that he will end up on the Lakers. But, uh, yeah, I think that will be a big boost. And, uh, you know, great veteran leadership. A guy who's been there, been in the playoffs, been in the postseason. I was actually watching an interview on him earlier. Uh, he was on Hot 97. Uh, but I'm hoping Iguodala finds his way to the Lakers. Um, next question. Doc Rivers has had a rough patch since his first big Clippers team. How much better is this chance? And if they don't perform to finals expectations, what does this mean for Doc? Oh, this is a great question. Um, there has to be um, probably some pressure 
um, because you land Kawhi Leonard, the big fish in free agency, and then you land Paul George via trade, and you have to build up on the expectations of last year. You have to pick up where you left off ultimately, and that's um, it's it, it got to be championship or bust for them or Western Conference Finals at bust if you want to give me the bare minimum. But I would say, I don't think Doc Rivers would get fired because he did help pull off all of this. Help pull off getting Kawhi to the Clippers and also help getting Paul George. And then it would be his first year too, so he would have a legitimate argument. Um, But we'll just have to see. Uh, final question is Carmelo Anthony question. Do you think Carmelo Anthony as a do you think he deserves to be on a roster? That's pretty much the question. Uh, absolutely. Um, all the stuff he's done for the game, I do think he's being blackballed. It's quite obvious. Um, but, uh, yeah, I do think he still deserves to be on a team. And uh, I'm making up my own questions. Uh, breakout players. Um, two guys on the Pelicans that I named. I'm not being a homer about it, too. Lonzo, Brandon Ingram. Also, I think De'Aaron Fox could break out this year. Jason Tatum. I also think he's going to break out this year. Um, Zach Levine, he sort of broke out last year, but the Bulls have been so bad. Um, I think he's going to break out and possibly be an all-star. So I like that. And, uh, yeah, those are some of my breakout candidates. All right, I want to transition to the NFL. Thanks again for everybody that sent uh, questions for the mailbag. But I want to transition into the NFL. want to recap uh, week six. And, guys, I didn't do great. Um, There's a lot of tough games, tough losses, and a few things I just didn't see coming. Um, But let's hop right into it, man. Let's hop into these Week 6 predictions. Or recap, I should say. All right, the Thursday nighter. Um, I I said last week, man, uh, the Giants won that... That um the world would have came to an end, um but this game was actually a lot closer than the score indicated. The final score was thirty-five to fourteen, but with about nine minutes left in the fourth quarter, the Giants were only down by seven and they had possession. A lot of wacky stuff happened, turnovers and crazy stuff of that nature happened. Man, this game had a weird vibe and a weird feel to it. Um, they did a good job containing Tom Brady. But the Patriots' defense and special teams was the real story. Um, Sony Michelle, he had 22 carries for 86 on the ground. Julian Edelman had nine catches for a buck 13. Uh, the story for the Giants though was Golden Tate, his first game off of suspension. He had six catches for 102 yards in the TD. Had a long TD for 64 yards in this game. But the main story was defense and special teams for the New England Patriots, and they remain undefeated. The Sunday slate. We had a game over in London. Uh, it was the Panthers and the Buccaneers. The final score in this one was 37 to 26. Uh, the story in this game was Kyle Allen, but also the Carolina Panthers defense. Jameis Winston threw five interceptions in this game. You heard me correctly. He threw five interceptions. The Panthers have won their fourth straight game, and Kyle Allen uh, is part of it. Um, Christian McCaffrey, who's been a good story for the NFL, he was pretty much bottled up this game. He did score twice, but he only had 32 yards rushing. 
And uh, but shout out to the Panthers, man. They got it done. Like I said, four straight victories, man. Keep pounding. Next game, Dolphins Redskins. Uh, this was a battle of two un. Uh, I was gonna say unbeaten. <laughs> two winless teams. Final score in this one was 17 to 16. I did not watch this game, but I'm gonna hop into a, a game that I did watch because I was actually there. Um, final score 17 to 16. That I just mentioned Terry McLaurin, who's been probably the biggest bright spot of this entire Redskins team. He had four catches for 100 yards, but that resulted into two touchdowns. Um, he's been doing his thing, man. He's probably the best player on the Redskins offense, which is so random. This guy was a walk-on at Ohio State. Um, he wasn't even the best receiver at Ohio State. They said when he came out, he was the best special team player in this draft. Um, but he's fast, runs a 4-3, um, has runs really good routes, man. Shout out to Terry McLaurin. Final score, though, 17-16. to Next game, we had the Vikings and the Eagles. Final score in this one was 38-20, to and this was the first game of many that I predicted wrong. Uh, final score 38 to 20. Kirk Cousins looked really good against that Eagles secondary. I did mention that their secondary was suspect and it was bad. Uh, he had four touchdowns on the day. Stephon Diggs had three touchdowns. And Kirk Cousins looked like he looked like Drew Brees in this game. <laughs> but um final score, as I just mentioned, 38 to 20. And the Eagles have a really big game Sunday night against the Cowboys. Next game, Chiefs and the Texans. I actually picked this one correctly. I had to pick against my new favorite team, the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I'm concerned about the Chiefs, man. I really am concerned. Deshaun Watson, he didn't have a really good game, but he did throw a touchdown. And he did run for two more. So, shout out to Deshaun Watson. These are probably my two favorite quarterbacks currently in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. Good to see those two go up against each other. Uh, Tyreek Hill also returned in this game. He had two touchdowns. Pretty much didn't miss a beat. Uh, There's a big Thursday night game for the Chiefs as they look to avoid losing their third straight. And they will play the Denver Broncos. Uh, Next game, we had the Jacksonville Jaguars. And the Saints. This game was pretty low scoring. A uh, final score was 13 to 6. The Saints are also undefeated uh, since Teddy Bridgewater has been starting. He's been pretty good, man. Been pretty solid. Um, Minshew Mania looks like it's coming to an end. Uh, the Jaguars just moved off of Jalen Ramsey. I'm going to talk about that trade before I recap weeks. I mean, before I predict week seven, I'm sorry. But final score in the Saints-Jags game was 13-7. Next game, we had the Browns and the Seahawks. Uh, this was a game I was iffy about predicting. Uh, fortunate enough for me, I picked it correctly. Final score was 32-28. to The Browns had a lot of opportunities to win this game. And they actually were up at the beginning of this game. They came out, came out kind of like scorching. Um, they jumped out to a 14-7 lead. Well, 21-7, I'm sorry. And I thought they were going to win, man. I wasn't watching. Unfortunately, I couldn't. But I'm going to get into why I couldn't. But uh, Russell Wilson has been the big story. He had two TDs passing, a rushing TD as well. Chris Carson also had a rushing TD. I like what I've seen from the Seahawks, man. A team that a lot of people, including myself, wrote off. And they've responded, man. They've been really good. Third place in their division right behind the 49ers, and they're ahead of the Rams. I didn't see that coming as well. Um, Next game, 
We had the Ravens and the Bengals. This is where I was during the 1 o'clock slate. I was at the Ravens game. And uh, this game was actually kind of entertaining. Um, but I first want to say to the Ravens and their fans and their stadium, I felt like I was at a real game. Uh, if you go to FedEx and you go to the Redskins, and um, you go to their games, and it's just like a neutral site game. It just and it'd be a lot of the uh, road teams fans there as well. But yeah, the Ravens, their crowd was really into it, man. It was a lot of purple and black there, man. Uh, I saw a few Bengals fans in there. But the environment I really loved, it was really fun. I, I really thoroughly enjoyed myself at that game. Um, Lamar Jackson was the huge story in this game. He had 150 yards rushing, man. Uh, he took it back to his Louisville days. He had 236 yards passing. Um, he hooked up with, he actually didn't hook up with anybody but himself. Mark Ingram had a rushing TD and Justin Tucker kicked a few field goals. It was a cool game to be there. It's a cool game to be at, I'm sorry. Um, the opening kickoff, the Bengals took it back, and I never heard of this guy, but Brandon Wilson, he took back a 92-yard opening kick, and, uh, that really got the crowd going, uh, for the Ravens, they were pretty angry, but, uh, it was fun, man, really good environment, I'll definitely go to another Ravens game in the future. Next game, we had the Rams and the 49ers, um, I was a little iffy on this one, I just didn't know. I didn't really have a good feeling about it, man. I thought the Rams would avoid losing three straight. I just didn't see them losing three straight. I didn't see that happening. I just didn't. Um, but they did. And they made a desperation move um, acquiring Jalen Ramsey. I'm going to talk about that soon. Uh, but the final score in this game was 20-7. to The 49ers remain the only undefeated team besides the Patriots. Uh, shout out to the 49ers, man. They've been playing some really sound football under Kyle Shanahan. They were running the ball. I was a little concerned about how their run game would be because their fullback, Kyle Juszczyk, um, he's going to be out for a few weeks, uh, I believe about six weeks. Uh, he's a really big, integral part in what they like to do running the football and also passing in the passing game as well. Um, but shout out to the 49ers, man. They've been playing really good ball. Next game. We had the Cardinals and the Falcons. This is another game I was iffy on, and for good reason. Um, the final score was 34 to 33, and it could have went either way easily. Kyler Murray was the big story in this game, throwing three TDs against the Falcons defense, who has been awful. And he had three touchdowns. David Johnson had a rushing touchdown. Um, I don't know what's going on with the Falcons, man. This is a team I thought could win the NFC South. But my guy Jeff, he's a big Falcons fan. He wants them to just tank and draft Chase Young. That's what he wants. But I mean that's not that's not a bad person to draft. Shout out to my guy Chase. Um but the Falcons, man, I don't know what's going on. Matt Ryan did throw four touchdowns in this game. But I just don't know what's going on with them. Uh next game. We had the Jets and the Cowboys. I did not see this one coming. Um I know Sam Darnold was coming back. But I just thought the Cowboys would be able to get it done. But their offense has stalled lately. Um, they haven't scored a touchdown in the first half in three consecutive games. All three of those games they have lost. They started off 3-0. They're on a three-game losing streak currently. Amari Cooper did go down with a quad injury. He didn't play after like the first quarter, I believe. And he's questionable for the Sunday night cap against the Eagles. Um, that's not a good um, a good look. That's happened at the wrong time for the Cowboys. Ezekiel Elliott, he did have 100 yards, but 
This goes back to what I said, man. That Prescott ain't that dude. He's not. I'm sorry. Um, I'm all for a man getting paid, but there was probably I'm I'm pretty sure there was an extension offered to him and he turned it down. He wanted more money. I mean, I get it. I do. You a fourth round pick. Um, you're not making tons of money. But I mean, he just ain't that dude. I'm sorry, man. And the Jets defense, yes, it's good. Um, it's pretty formidable, but they were without CJ Mosley again. But uh Shout out to the Jets, man. They were winless, but they got their first W. This is another game I picked incorrectly. Next game, the Sunday night cap. Wait, I'm sorry. Next game, <laughs> the Broncos and the Titans. Final score in this game was 16-0. to uh, I picked this one incorrectly. Um, the Titans did bench Mariota. Did put in Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill is going to get the start um, this upcoming Sunday. And uh, this could be the end for Marcus Mariota in Tennessee. Didn't see this one coming. 16 to nothing. Pretty much a boring game. But uh, Broncos got it done, man. Shout out to them. Uh, the Sunday Night Cap, we had the Steelers and the Chargers. I picked this one incorrectly as well. Uh, this game actually got kind of interesting. Uh, the Steelers were up big, but it was just kind of too little too late for the Chargers as Hunter Henry scored two touchdowns. I don't know what's going on with them. Uh, Melvin Gordon only had eight carries. Uh, he's back from that holdout. But uh, the Chargers is a team that me and B. Jones predicted to fall off this year. And they're currently sitting at two and four. So, yeah, I don't know what's going on with them. In the Monday Nighter, I picked this one incorrectly. But I don't really want to blame officiating. But I have to. Um, there were two phantom illegal hands to the face calls in this game against Trey Flowers. And, uh... I think the Lions should have won. I mean, they did have more opportunities than just that. But that does kind of suck. And they didn't deserve to lose like that. Final score was 23-22. to Pat got it done. And uh, let's talk about some trade news before I hop into these predictions. So, the other day we had uh, some moves that I didn't see coming. We saw Marcus Peters get traded to the Ravens. I thought that was a good pickup for the Ravens. Uh, Marcus Peter, uh, formerly of the Chiefs, formerly of the Rams. Uh, I, I think he's a good player. Um, he does gamble at times, but I still think he's good. He does get beat, but I, I still think he's a pretty good corner. Um, also on that day, the Rams had put cornerback Aqib Tlaib on the injury reserve. He's going to be out for some time. He is going to come back, though. And then they made a splash move late that night and they made a trade for Jalen Ramsey. They had to give up a first in 2020 and a first in 2021 and also a future fourth. And they acquired my guy Jalen Ramsey, man, a guy who I'm really high on, probably my second favorite player in the league behind Patrick Mahomes. Um, I like Jalen Ramsey a lot. I also like Deshaun Watson, Tyreek Hill, Odell Beckham, you guys know. But um yeah. Uh they got Jalen Ramsey. I thought that was a good move, man. But I also think it was a bit of a desperation move. Yes, Aqib Tlaib is out. Yes, you just traded Marcus Peters. Um, but I don't know, man. I think all the Rams' problems are not solved. We all know about Todd Gurley, who's been hurt. Um, their offense hasn't quite looked the same. But I'm I, I'm optimistic Deshaun McVay could turn around, turn it around before it's too late. So let's hop into these predictions uh, tonight. We have the Broncos taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. This game should be interesting. 
Um, the Chiefs are without Chris Jones, Kendall Fuller, Sammy Watkins, the left tackle Eric Fisher, Patrick Mahomes' ankle seems to be bothering him a little more than we initially thought. Um, and the spread is only minus three. The Chiefs are still favored on the road at Denver. I think they do get it done. I do think they avoid losing three straight games. I'm going to take the Chiefs. The Sunday slate, we have the Bills coming off a of bye, taking on the Dolphins. In Buffalo, I'm going to take Buffalo uh, to beat the Dolphins. Uh, next game, we have the Bengals and the Jaguars. This game might be kind of interesting. I think it will be, but uh, I'm going to take the Jaguars. And our next game, we have the Lions and the Vikings. Mm. I'm going to Wow um, I'm going to take the Vikings I'm going to take the Vikings I do think the Lions will keep it close And make it close But I think the Vikings have found success With their offense So I'm going to take the Vikings Next game We got the Packers hosting the Raiders again And I think it's going to be a little bit more interesting Than people think uh, Raiders are coming off a bye But I'm going to take the Packers um, Devontae Adams' status is questionable for this game. He's still battling turf toe, but I'm going to take Green Bay. Next game, we have the Falcons hosting the Rams. I don't really have any reason to take the Falcons, honestly. I'm disappointed and disgusted with them. I'm going to take the Rams. I'm disgusted with the Rams, too, but I don't think the Rams are going to lose their fourth straight game. Um, next game, we have the Colts and the Texans, a division game, an AFC South showdown. I honestly don't really know. I don't know. Um, I'm going to take the Colts. I'm going to take the Colts. Next game, we have the Redskins hosting the San Francisco 49ers. I'm going to take the 49ers. Don't really see evidence that the Redskins could beat them. Um, the 49ers have a really good front seven. The Redskins offensive line is a weak spot for them. Also don't have a strong receiving core. Uh, I'm going to take the 49ers. Next game, we have the Giants and Cardinals. Another game I think is going to be interesting. Saquon Barkley should return. And for that reason, I'm going to take New York. I'm going to take the Giants. Uh, next game, we have the Titans and the Chargers. Me and B. Jones were talking about this the other day. And I hate that I got to pick one of these teams because they've been awful. The Titans will be starting Ryan Tannehill. And the Chargers have been bad this year. Um, Wow. And the Chargers have been banged up this year, too. Oh, Father God. I really got to pick this game. I'm going to take the Titans, man. I'm going to take the Titans. Next game, we got the Bears taking on the Saints. Ooh, this game should be kind of interesting. Ooh. Uh, but I'm going to take the Saints, man. I'm going to take the Saints. I like what they've been doing lately. Uh, with Bridgewater, kind of like game managing, but he did put up numbers in another game a couple of weeks ago, I believe against the Buccaneers, but uh, I'm going to take the Saints. Next game, we have the Seattle Seahawks hosting the Ravens. I'm going to take Seattle. Sunday Night Football, we have the Cowboys taking on the Eagles. I'm going to take the Eagles. Um, I am at a bit of a disadvantage predicting this game. There's a lot of stipulations and a lot of players questionable. Mark Cooper is questionable. Um, the Eagles also may get cornerbacks Jalen Mills and Ronald Darby back for this game. They also may get Deshaun Jackson back for this game. But I'm going to take the Eagles, man. I'm going to go out on the limb and take Philly. Um, Monday Night Football, we have the Jets hosting the Patriots. I'm going to take New England to continue their undefeated streak. But don't sleep on the Jets. And that's just about all I got for you guys, man. I want to thank everybody for listening. 
I want to thank everybody for the continued love and support. Mike really appreciate it. I really do, man. Um, I love it, man. For the genuine support, for all the love, man. Thanks for rocking with me on this journey. I want to thank everybody for listening. We had a ton to talk about, and I'm glad I was able to talk about it. I hope you guys got all the way to the end. This is Mike Curry signing out. Episode number 102 is done. Peace.